God, we thank you for every father, man, woman that's represented in this place today, God. Father, we pray for your loving hand to touch them. God, we thank you in Jesus' name, Father. God, we pray that father wounds are healed. Father, we pray that we walk out of here different than when we came. And Jesus, we love you so much. And it's in your mighty name that I pray. Amen. So two, here, uh, two deer hunters were, were standing on a ridge one time. It's funny, and they were, they were on a ridge near a rural highway in, 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 in rural Michigan on the opening day of deer season, and they both had sparred, uh, spotted this, this big, large buck standing off in the distance, right? As one of the hunters, he, he raised his gun up like this to shoot this deer, right? he, to shoot this big buck. A funeral procession comes slowly by. And as they're sitting there and this, this funeral procession goes, goes slowly by, the hunter, he lowered his gun, took his hat off, put it over his heart, and he stood there with his head down. And of course, by the time the funeral procession had went by, the deer had already run off. The other hunter exclaimed to him, he said, wow! He said, that was such a great example of humanitarianism and sportsmanship. It was amazing. He said, you're a shining example to sportsmen all over the world. The first hunter nodded, and he said, yeah, but in respect to her, we were married for 42 years. Ow. <laughs> He's out of here, too. Look, I'm going to run them off left and right. I ain't even got started yet. Wait till you get this thing rolling. Everybody's leaving. Hey, where's all my men at? Where's my men at? Where's my men at? Come on, y'all. Don't let these women show y'all up today. Where's my men at? Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. So how many of you that raised your hand would say that you're happy to be a man? Me too. Shh. Me too. You're happy to be a man. Let me see them again. How many of you are happy to be a man? Hallelujah. There you go. Do you know that the Jews used to use that as one of their daily prayers? They would pray that as one of their daily prayers. They would stand out there and they would say, Lord, thank you for making me a man and not a woman. Did you know that? They did. They prayed that as a daily prayer. Lord, thank you for making me a man and not a woman. Because they like to be men. Here's some reasons it's good to be a man. Phone conversations are over in 30 seconds flat. Come on. A five-day vacation only requires one suitcase. You can open up all your own jars. Oh, yeah. You can go to the bathroom without a support group. Where's my men at? Where's my men at? Come on, somebody. You never have to clean the toilet. You just, never mind. Never mind. We got, never mind. Scratch that one. Wedding plans take care of themselves. Come on. Your underwear is $10 for a three-pack. Where's my man at? <laughs> you don't care if someone notices your new haircut. 
If you retain water, it's usually in a canteen. I told you I'm running everybody off today. I'm running everybody off today. And lastly, I got four letters for you. ESPN. Where's my man at? Where's my man at? All right. So I want to talk to you this morning. I want to, I want to talk to you this morning about the number one responsibility of every man. Come on. And woman. Yeah. And woman. The number one responsibility is given to us in an Old Testament story. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to open your Bibles with me to 1 Kings chapter 20. Go to 1 Kings chapter 20, starting in verse 39. There it is right there. I don't know if you all be able to see it. Hey, hopefully next week we'll have a bigger screen. We might be over there. So there you go. 1 Kings chapter 20, it says, As the king passed by, he cried out to the king and said, listen to this. Your servant went out into the midst of the battle, and there a man came over and brought a man to me. And he said this, he said, guard this man. The King James, the King James says, keep this man. He says, keep this man. If by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life. Or else you shall pay a talent of silver. While your servant was busy here and there. You notice that? You to notice this real quick that he just got busy. He got busy over here, he got busy over there. He started and and and, and, and he was gone. He looked up and he was gone. Right? He just got busy. Then the king of Israel said to him, So shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. The number one responsibility of every man is contained in those two short verses. Come on. Amen. The story takes place on a battlefield. Battlefields in the Old Testament were noisy. They were chaotic. There was, it was just crazy, noisy places. And they would direct the soldiers with, with trumpet blasts. They would have instruments of war clashing and clanging swords and, and, and cymbals and shields. And, and it was just a rumble of chariots and, and horses. And everything was just chaotic. It was a chaotic mess. The screams and the yells of men in hand-to-hand combat. It was very, very noisy and chaotic. Everything around you was just crazy. Could you imagine that kind of battlefield? That you're out there and it's just all the, well, I I would say any kind of battlefield, but that kind of battlefield when there's all this chaos going on around you. Fighting, hand-to-hand combat, all this stuff, right? You seen Braveheart? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Those kind of battlefields. Amen? It had to be hard to imagine anything greater in your mind. It would be so hard to imagine anything greater than what was going on right here in this battlefield. Are y'all following me? It would be so hard to put yourself in anything other than what's going on in this battlefield. And right in the middle of this kind of battle, the king comes up and he says, I've captured someone. He said, I've captured someone, and I want you to guard him. In the middle of this battle, like, come on. Your primary, number one responsibility, even though there's chaos, even though there's death and war and, and all this stuff going around you, 
that's just raging. He says, your number one responsibility, soldier, is to guard this man, is to keep this man. The word guard means to enhedge with thorns, to hedge in with thorns. That's what that word means, guard, to hedge in with thorns. Listen, you are to hedge him in with thorns. You are to put perimeters around him. You are to put boundaries around him and make sure that he does not escape. Come on, somebody. Y'all follow me? Y'all awake this morning? All right. And to add to the seriousness of this charge that he had given him, to add to the seriousness of this, he said, if this man is missing when I come back for him, he said, it's going to be your life for his life. That's pretty serious. That's pretty serious. This is your responsibility, sir, to guard this man. I know there's a lot going on out here. I know there's all this going on, but you worry about this man. He says, I'm pulling you off out of the battlefield, so to speak. He said, I'm pulling you out of this so you can guard this man. That's your job. You guard this man. He said, I don't want you engaged in everything that's going on. This scream, that scream, this, that, this chariot rumble. All this is going on. And, and, and listen, he said, I want you... To be more focused than anything else that's going on around you is taking care of this man. Amen? Y'all awake? Y'all following me? I'm going to drive this home right where y'all live in just a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Listen. The Bible says when the battle was over that the king came back. The king came back. The dust settled. The warfare was over. And the king himself came back. My brothers, I want to tell you something. Our king's coming back. Amen? Our king is coming back. And when the king comes back, he wanted to know one thing from that soldier. One thing he wanted to know from that soldier. Did you keep, did you guard this man? That's what he wanted to know. Did you keep this man? Did you guard him? I gave you responsibility to watch this man. Where's the man that I gave you charge of? I told you to watch this man. Where'd he go? He escaped. He got away. He escaped. Come on, y'all. He said, I told you to watch this man. You don't worry about anything else that's going on around you. You don't worry about nothing. You keep your eyes on this man. Where's the man? He said, how could this have happened? How could this have happened? What was so important that it could have taken you away from the number one responsibility that I give you to do in the middle of this battle? What could have possibly taken you away from guarding this man? Explain yourself, soldier. Were you overpowered by the enemy? No, sir. No. No, I wasn't overpowered by the enemy. Did you get distracted? Was there a woman that come? No, sir. No, sir. Was it? Was it? Nothing like that, sir. I, I, I was, I was, I was, did you forget the charge that I gave you? No, sir. No, no, I didn't, I didn't forget that, King. His answer was classic. Notice what he said. Is that scripture still up here? Pull that scripture up for me one more time. Did you notice what he said? It's a classic. Listen. His answer was, he said, I just got busy here and there. I didn't get distracted. I didn't have a woman. I didn't have a problem, nothing. He said, I just got busy. 
I just got busy here and there, and, 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 and I was just busy. It's classic, isn't it? <laughs> the king said, so shall your judgment be then. Come on, somebody. Then so shall your judgment be. You have lost the man, therefore you're going to lose yourself. Amen. He said, you have lost the man, therefore you are going to lose yourself. It's going to cost you your life if you don't watch this man. Amen. I'm going somewhere. The soldier wanted the king to know that the man wasn't missing because he was lazy. And he began to explain, I'm not lazy. He said, I wasn't lazy. He said, I was just busy. He said, I was busy over here and I was busy over there and, and, I, and I was working, king, I promise. I was doing this and doing that and I just got busy. Come on, somebody. He said, I was just busy over here and over there. I'm not a lazy man. I got distracted. He said, I forgot about guarding this man. He had been very busy. Busy over here. Busy over there. Listen, guys, he was distracted and he was hindered from keeping this man. He was engaged in a lot of busy things, just like every man that's sitting in here this morning. Amen? Come on, somebody. He was engaged in a lot of busy things, just like all of us. We're all busy men. Okay, maybe y'all ain't. Try over here. We're all busy men. I told you I ain't playing with y'all today. We're all busy men. Come on, somebody. Like most men, he had other responsibilities. Come on, somebody. Like most men, he had other responsibilities. Listen, this isn't my only life. I have other responsibilities. I have a house payment. I got bills to pay. I got kids to take care of. I got things to do. Come on, somebody. I got to pay you till we got to go to work. I got kids. I'm a busy man. I'm a busy man. I was just busy over here and over there, and I forgot to guard the man that you told me was my number one responsibility in this life. He said, you don't understand, King. This isn't my only obligation I have. I got all kind of obligations I got to take care of. Got a lot of other stuff and other responsibilities I got to do. So I just got busy. I just got busy, King. The man said he would stay here. He promised me. The man said he would stay here. He promised me, King, that I, I wouldn't have to worry about him. He promised me that he would just stay here and do what I told him to do, and, and he would just stay behind that horny thedge, uh, thorny hedge that I, that I put him in. He was just going to, yeah, I, I heard it. I tried. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Listen. Golly. Guard in the Bible does not mean horny thedge. I told y'all I'm running people off today, and I'm going to go ahead and apologize. Jeff, I'm good to see you, dude. I'm glad you're still hanging tough. How many of y'all? I'm done. I'm so done. So done. He said, see, I wasn't even, I tried to just keep going, but you guys are so immature. Immature. 
I did. I tried this to keep going, but you guys are so immature that y'all had to laugh about that and disrupt me. What I'm going to do with y'all. Listen, he promised me that he was going to stay behind the thorny hedge. He even crossed his heart and hoped to die. He gave me the scout's honor. Is it scout's honor? He gave me the boy scout honor. He crossed his heart and hoped to die. He told me he would stay behind the thorny hedge that I put him on, King. He said, I could just be doing my busy stuff. He promised he would stay put. And it probably wasn't just some quick thing. It was just some gradual thing. It was just here and there. Y'all following me this morning? He was just busy here and there. It was just some, some gradual thing that was happening. He was just busy. He probably just got a little further. And a little further away from where, well, I'm busy. Oh, he's good. Now I'm good. He's good. Yeah, I'm just going busy over here and, and I'm over here. And the next thing you know, he's wandered off so far. He, I, I'm just busy here and there. I'm not. And he looks back and he's gone. He said, I'm just busy here or there. And he says, my number one responsibility was to guard and keep that man. But I'm just going to go a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further. And then, and then like I said, he turns around, he's escaped. What I'm saying to you today, guys, listen to me, that that man that he knew he had to guard, that's your old nature. That's your old nature. Thank you for that arousing applause. I appreciate it. If you haven't figured out this sermon yet, you're a little slow. And I'm going to help you. Amen? The man that you need to be guarding, the king is Jesus. Come on, somebody. King Jesus is coming back. And I'm telling you right now that the man that you need to guard is your flesh. The man that you need to guard is your old nature. Are y'all following me this morning? I told you I'm going to drive this home where you live. Amen? You need to guard yourself. King Jesus said the number one responsibility of every man and woman that is under the sound of my voice is you are to guard who you are. Come on, somebody. You are to guard who you are. You are to guard your heart with all diligence. You are to keep this man. I didn't hear you. You are to keep this man. Amen. You're to guard him, keep him from the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Come on, somebody. You are to guard this man. You are to hedge him in with thorns. You better put some perimeters around this man. I'm telling you right now. You better put some perimeters around him. You better put some boundaries, and you better have some standards. Amen. Where's the man at in here? You better guard this man. I am telling you. You don't just let him go all wild because this man is a liar. I must be the only liar in here. This man is a liar because you better keep him guarded and you better keep him protected and you better put some boundaries on his life because this man, you can't believe what he will do. Y'all ain't listening to me. You won't believe what this man will do. He'll tell you he won't do things. 
Huh? He'll tell you he'll stay behind the horny fedge. Come on, somebody. I'm kidding right now. But I want you to know that this man is a liar. Your flesh will tell you that he won't do things. Oh, I'll stay behind the thorny hedge. I'm not going to do that. I won't go there. I won't do And the next thing you know, you gone. You gone. I'm telling you right now. The next thing you know, you can't believe what this man will do. He's a wild man. Your flesh can't be trusted. Paul said in Romans 7, 18, look at this. There's no good thing in my flesh. There's no good thing in my flesh. You have got to guard this man. He's going to try to get out. He's going to try to go out and do stupid stuff, and you better guard him, and you better hedge him in. Amen. I'm not here to beat the dads up today. What I'm here to do is encourage you and tell you that you need to guard this man. <laughs> the soldier was not a bad man. He was just a busy man. Where's my dad's at? Where are you at? The soldier was not a bad man. He was just a busy man. He was trying to accomplish things for his life. Come on, somebody. He was just a busy man. He was trying to maintain a lifestyle for his children. He was trying to, like most men in here, got stuff that we're supposed to be doing. Come on, y'all. Busy here. I'm busy there. You get, a, you get a flat tire. Well, why didn't you make it to church? Well, I had a flat tire. Why didn't you make it last week? Well, I had to mow the grass. Why didn't you make it the week? The more you miss church, the less you miss church. Men. Women outnumber men five to one in the American church. And I want to tell you, the more you miss church, the less you miss church. Let that sink in for a minute. Amen. You ain't been to church in six months. What happened? Well, you weren't there a week. Well, I had things to do. You're not a bad man. You're just a busy man. Amen? You're not a bad man. You're just a, a busy man. You're not guarding this spiritual person. You're not guarding the spiritual man. He didn't lose the man on purpose. Most of the time, guys, we just drift away little by little by little, and you just drift away. And then the next thing you know, you're like the lost sheep, and you're gone. And you just munching, eating like a sheep, just munching right on. And the next thing you know, you're on the other side of the gate looking back like, I didn't keep this man. Not a bad man. He was just a busy man. And he just kept drifting little by little by little by little. Just a little here and a little there. And before you know it, you're far from God. Amen. You are far from God. You're far from who you once were. You're far from the character that you used to have. You're far from the integrity that you used to have. You're far from the marriage that you used to have. You're far from the relationship with your children that you used to have. You're, and you just drift off little by little. And the next thing you know, the presence of God is gone. You have to guard this man. You have to keep this man worshiping. 
You have to keep this man praising God. Come on, somebody. You got to keep this man in church. You got to keep this man paying his tithes. You got to keep this man in obedience to the word of God. You got to keep this man doing what he is. You got to keep this man reading God's word. You got to keep this man taking care of his family. Come on, somebody. Your number one priority is not your children. Your number one priority is not your wife. Your number one priority is to guard this man. Because if you ain't no good for you, you ain't no good for nobody else. Your number one priority is to guard. Okay, I'll just, I'm working my butt off up here. Y'all better got that one right. Woo. I want to tell you something. You get so worried about your children. If you don't keep this man, I promise you there's no way that I'm going to influence my children. If I don't keep this man... There's no way that I'm going to influence my wife. If I don't keep this man, there's no way I'm going to have an impact on any man in this church at all. If I don't keep this man, guys, listen to me. The key to this thing is that I have to keep this man. Amen. Amen. I have to keep him from pornography on the Internet. I have to keep him from a bad attitude. I have to keep him from the wrong television shows. I have to keep this man. If you don't hedge this man in over here and you don't guard this man, I promise you the enemy will cause that man to escape. And if you lose him, you lose yourself. I'm telling you, if you lose this man, you lose yourself. Amen. We get so busy. We get so busy and the man is gone. The world is a battlefield. The battlefield is the flesh. The world and the devil, listen, and there's noise and chaos and, and you're in the middle of this battle all the time. But one day the king's going to come back. Come on, somebody. And he's going to ask you one question. Did you keep this man? He's going to ask you. Did you keep this man? Woo! Did you guard this man? Can I tell you something? Every man is drawn away when he's tempted by the flesh. I'm going to tell you. You're drawn away when you're tempted by your own lusts. Peter summed it up in Acts 2.40. Look at this. Let me show you this. He says, save yourself from this wicked and perverse generation. That's what he said. You have got to guard this man. Save yourself from this wicked and perverse generation. You are drawn away by the lusts. You are drawn away by the lusts of this world and the product. Come on, y'all. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? A man's greatest responsibility is to keep this man. This man. Guys, there's never been a time when there's more opportunity to live immoral in our world and in our, time, in our society than there is right now today. Amen. I'm telling you, got all kinds of stuff attached to you. You got to keep this man. You have to keep him from addiction. You have to keep this man from alcoholism. You have to keep this man from perversion. You have to keep this man from doing things that he shouldn't do. And you have to hedge this man in with the word of God. Amen. You have got to keep this man from running crazy. That's what's going to happen. I get so tired of all this little nicey, nicey church stuff where just live however you want to and go do whatever you want to. No! You see, once Jesus saves you, he says, you got a spirit now. He says, and that spirit's saved. He said, but your flesh is weak. 
Your spirit is saved. When Jesus saves you, you got a spirit. Your spirit saved, but your flesh is weak. He said, you got to guard that flesh in. Come on, somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm telling you, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He said, you got to guard that in. You got to guard this man. Amen. Come on, y'all. You got to learn how to bring your body under subjection. Look what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 27. He said, I buff it, my body. He said, I beat my flesh into submission. You got to learn how to guard this man. Amen. Come on, somebody. This is what he said. He said, because I know I can't let my flesh do what it wants to do. So I have to keep this man. He said, I have to keep this man because the trumpet's going to sound, somebody. The trumpet's going to sound and the king's going to come back. And when he's going to come back, he's going to say, did you keep this man? You got to guard this man. Paul said, I buffet my flesh. He said, if I'm not a godly example, then my children won't be saved. Thank you for all five of y'all. I appreciate that. If I'm not a godly example, my children are not going to be saved. Amen. Most of the men who were lost in the Bible were not lost in the battle. Come on, somebody. Most of the men who were lost in the Bible were not lost in the battle. Samson did awesome in the battle. Samson did awesome in the battle. The Bible said at times, everybody say at times. No, everybody's got to say at times. At times, the Spirit of the Lord began to move on Samson at time. And the power of God come on him and he would kill a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. Amen? Listen, there was times that the Spirit would come on him and he ripped the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. Samson did great in the battle. That's powerful. Can I tell you something? Anybody can live for God when the Spirit is on you. Come on, somebody. You can live for God when the Spirit is on you. Oh, come on, y'all. Listen to me. But what about the in-between times? What about the in-between times? We got to learn the art of living for God in the in-between times. Amen? You have to learn the art of living for God in the in-between times. When we're not in a service and we're not singing praise songs and everybody's mind is on good things. Come on, y'all. What about the in-between times when you're just living life? What about the in-between times when you're just living life? That's when I've got to use discipline to keep this man, to keep his anger in check, to keep his tongue in check, to keep his heart in check. Come on, y'all. Keep this body, keep this mind, keep my eyes, keep my ears, keep everything in this man under subjection. <clears throat> Listen, you got to thorn him up in a hedge. Say there are limits. Y'all got to say it now. Say there are limits. There you go. There are things I will not let you do. There are things I will not let you do. Come on, y'all. There'll be times when God will move mightily. There will be times when God will move mightily, y'all. Hear me, that's important. There's going to be services 
And when you come to a good church like this one, come on, somebody. When you come to a good church like Restoration, there's going to be services where people are just overwhelmed by the presence of God. But most of the time, it's not, oh, the Spirit of God is on me mightily. And most of, it's not like that most of the time. Come on, y'all. It's not like that most of the time. Most of the time, it's the in-between time. Most of the time, it's the in-between time. Y'all follow me? Come on, right? I'm just living. I'm just going to work, and I'm just doing life, and I'm just living my life. I'm on the in-between time over here. I'm just paying bills. I'm just doing this. I'm just doing that. And that's when I've got to keep this man. Guys, I want to tell you something. Listen to me very carefully. You need to hear this. And here's the deal. If you can keep this man in the in-between times, men, listen to me. If you can keep this man in the in-between times, boy, I tell you, when you get up and preach or you start ministering to somebody or you got a call on your life on business, I want to tell you right now that the Spirit of God will come mightily on you because God watches what you do in the in-between times more than he does when his Spirit is on you mightily. Amen? He watches what you do on the in-between times more than he does when his Spirit is on you mightily. It's what we do in the in-between times, guys. Amen. I got to keep this man in prayer. I got to keep this man fasting. I got to keep this man reading the word of God. I got to keep this man going to church. I got to guard this man. Amen. I love my family. I would die for them. I would die for them. I'd take a bullet for any one of them. Just like that. My entire family. Love them. But the Lord said the greatest thing I can do for my family is keep this man. The Lord said the greatest thing I can do for my family is to keep this man. Because if you keep this man, you'll influence Callista and Taylor and Jaylee and James and Dean and Olivia and Cadence. If you'll keep this man, you'll influence your children. I'll influence Tara. If I just keep this man, if I keep him in prayer, if I keep this man godly, if I keep this man holy, if I keep him loving Jesus, if I keep my heart pure, if I keep my eyes pure, if I keep my ears pure, if I keep my spirit pure, amen, then I'll be able to influence my family. I'm telling you, got to get a hold of this. Stay clean before God. Hedge him in. Everybody say hedge him in. Hedge him in if you have to. Have some boundaries. Can I tell you that a battery has a positive and a negative? Come on. A battery has a positive and a negative. All we got is a positive gospel now, I want to tell y'all. Woo! All we got is a positive gospel now. Listen, but if you want power, you can't just hook your dead battery up to a good battery and just hook up the positive. You can't. You got to hook it up to the negative too. You got to have some negatives in your life. Amen? You got a positive and a negative. You just hook jumper cables to the positive. It ain't going to do nothing. It's not even going to crank. You need some of those thou shalt nots in your life. Come on, somebody. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not commit murder. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not steal. You need some of that if you want power. It's a thorny hedge. I'm telling y'all, thank you for that one little clap over here. I appreciate that. I'm telling you, if you want power, you better hedge this thing in with some of them thou shalt nots. You better have some negatives in your life. Amen. You got to have it. 
Y'all think about that on the way home. What I'm trying to say to you, listen, is the reason the king said to keep this man, to hedge him in with thorns, is you can't trust you. That's why. I'm glad I got one clapper over there. Thanks, Tony. You can't trust you. You can't trust you. You look real good in church. You look real good in church, but the truth is you can't trust you. I'm a pastor and I can't even trust myself. Come on, I'm just being real with y'all. I'm a pastor and I can't even trust myself. If I put myself in situations, if I don't have hedges around me, if I'm not protected, if I'm not guarded, I don't trust me. You will lie to yourself. Come on. You will lie to yourself. I won't do that. I won't do that. And then the next thing you know, you look up and guess what you're doing? That. <laughs> you're doing that. <laughs> and some days, you're just wandering off. Listen, there's an old preacher who took a whole group of missionaries with him. And they were getting on an airplane and there was a bunch of young, young, young preachers. And they were going on a mission trip for nine days. This old bishop and these seven younger preachers got on an airplane. And those men had not seen their wives in nine days. And they were ready to see their wives. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I've went way too far today. I'm, I'm, they were ready to see their wives. This old bishop said, as God is my witness, he said, we were on the runway out on the plane while we were sitting there. The, the jet was loading up. He said, we had all of our seats together. He said, and here comes this woman walking down the aisle. And she was gorgeous. She had on a, a biblical dress, lo and behold. He said she had the whole package, said it was everything. She was just absolutely beautiful. He said every one of those young preachers forgot about their Bibles. They forgot about their wives. They forgot about their mission trip and everything. And he said, he said so I spoke up. He said, as that young lady was walking by, he said, good job, Jesus. He said, true story. He said, he said, I looked up and said, good job, Jesus. He said, and instantly it snapped him right back to, oh my gosh. He said, they heard that name. I love that. Good job, Jesus. Snapped them right back into it. Can I tell you, we need some plain talk to men today. This says, you better keep this man. Huh? You can't trust you. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can't trust you. No, I mean really do it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can't trust you. <laughs> you better keep this man. You better keep him from idols. Listen to me, 1 John 5.21, I'm all done. 1 John 5.21 says, keep yourself from idols. Keep yourself from idols. What's an idol? I looked it up. Putting anything above God. Putting anything above God is an idol, right? Nothing comes before God for me and my family. Amen? Nothing comes before God for me and my family. Nothing comes before God. Nothing comes before God. If it does, it is an idol to you, and you're not keeping this man. Amen? I want to tell you what I'm preaching to you today is vital. It's vital that character matters, integrity matters, purity matters, what you look at matters, 
What you listen to matters. What you give your heart to matters. Come on, somebody. Because if you lose this man, if you lose this man, you begin to lose yourself. Amen. You begin to lose yourself. That's not who you are. You're better than that. Can I tell you? That's not who you really are. Do not lose yourself in the midst of losing the man by just being busy here and there. Amen. Well, I'm done preaching this morning. That's all I got. That's all I got. I'm all done. That's all I got for you. I want everybody to stand at their feet for me this morning. Stand to your feet all around this room. And if you're in here this morning, Maybe you've just been a little bit too busy. Maybe you've been just a little bit too busy here and there. And in the process, you've lost yourself. Amen. Maybe you're in here this morning and you've been lost. Maybe you don't even have a right relationship with Jesus this morning. What do you mean, guard this man? what you're talking about when you accept Jesus Christ into your heart you have a spirit and that spirit is saved but your flesh is not come on somebody amen thank you and I want to tell you if you're in here this morning and you have never given your heart over to Jesus Christ today's your day this is your service amen this is your time and everything that happens from this point forward in your life we will direct hell back to Father's Day 2023 when you accepted Jesus into your heart. <laughs> Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayer. And if that's you and you're in here this morning and you say, God, I, I just want to get right with you, I want you to raise your hand all around this room right now. Just raise your hand. Nobody looking around. Come on, just raise your hand. I ain't even, look, let God see them. Don't put them down. Don't put them down. Don't be ashamed. Keep them hands up right now. We need you, Jesus. Yes. And I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Every one of you that raised your hand. Say, Heavenly Father, I realize today, like never before, you have not put me over a platoon. You didn't tell me to keep the company. You didn't tell me to keep the whole army. You told me to keep this man. The number one responsibility of my life is to keep this man. And today I give myself to you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Change me. Make me into the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name. And Father, in the name of Jesus... I pray for a revival right now among our men of purity and holiness and godly character like we all need. That today that we would put up a thorny hedge around areas of our lives that we are vulnerable to. I pray, Father, that we not be distracted by the battlefield, God. I pray that we not be busy here and there, God, and forget our number one responsibility is to guard this man. Father, we thank you that you're coming back one day and we want to be ready. In Jesus' name. And everyone agreed and said?
Amen.